Tim Donnelly here for DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of NASCAR, and it is now live in North Carolina. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime, anywhere, right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with promo code 999 and bet $5 will receive $250 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using code 999 and bet $5 to get $250 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code 999. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 8-777-185-543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. NASCAR is not a sponsor of this promotion and used under license. This is Hit Bull Win Podcast, the official podcast of the Durham Bulls. Part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Oh, we're on video. Oh. Ooh, Hit Bull Win Podcast, now found on Durham Bulls. Oh. YouTube, we that's us. We can see it. Hi. Yeah, we got a new camera, too. It shoots 4K and has a viewfinder that we can spin around and look at. You're listening to Hit Bull Win Podcast. If you are on uh, Spotify or Apple or where you get your podcasts, uh, you're just listening to the audio, but you have an opportunity to actually see our faces this time. Do you think we look worse or better in 4K? We're, oh, worse. All the pores come out. I bet, like, the the elongated nature of my head is more profound. Good news, I'm currently shooting just in HD, actually. Oh. And I just remembered that. And okay. it's 30 frames. We have an exciting episode. Yeah. You have Ron Shelton coming up for the interview, director of Bull Durham, as well as uh, White Men Can't Jump, and several other films that and he's the won a ton of awards for. Uh, Ten Cup is another one. Um, he was here two weeks ago for an awesome weekend, signed a bunch of stuff, hung out with Wooly Bull, hung out with us. Uh, and again, you'll hear that in just a second. And uh, went to the DAP, walked around the DAP. That was super cool. He went back to the DAP. It was super cool. Um, you want to know what was not cool? Not having batteries in the microphone. <whistles> Don't worry. Ran back to the ballpark. From the DAP? Literally. So we shut the road off. You, I've saved this story. We shut the road off for Touch a Truck. I hopped in my car because they were like, yeah, he's going to be here in like six minutes. I was like, done. I forgot they'd shut the road off. I parked illegally at DPAC. Sorry, ATC security. Yeah, you'll be good. Uh, and sprinted back into the ballpark to get batteries sprint ah. back out. Well, that's a good uh, Nailed it. trip. That's a Nailed it. But it was cool. Mile. It was cool. His, his son was there. Anton was there. Showing him around the spot. Showing him, you know, oh, well, this is where this scene took place. We got a video up on social. Follow us on social at Durham Bulls. Um, and yeah, welcome again. Video podcast. Second one ever. Second one since last August. Ish. July? Around there. Sometime last summer. Shout out Brent Honeywell. Hope you're doing right. well up in Oakland. Yep. How is up it? in Oakland? Oh, yeah. Over? Up? Up and over. Up, yeah. Eh, probably up. When you said up, were you referring to big leagues? Up. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Okay. Not geographically, which is what I actually <laughs> meant. Uh, okay. And then, so after that, we had a week off. You went to the beach. I did go to the beach. Which beach? Ocean Isle. Okay. Is that the normal Strickland beach? That's correct. Okay. Fourth or fifth annual. Can't keep up with all. All the awesomeness. Sharing a condo with a big golfer. Yes. Big golfer. Shout big out golfer. Jack. Yep. Good. We went on a fishing uh, charter deal mm -hmm. uh, about a mile and a half to two miles off the coast. Sure. Uh, two things from that. One, the assistant captain. I don't know what you would call him. First mate. Lieutenant. Usually, okay, first you usually mate. call him the first mate. Yes. Uh, he used the term jam up. 
Oh, as a positive, like, hey, see that restaurant over there? Man, they got some jam up chicken tenders. Uh, I love that. I've been using that. That's fantastic. No, that's great. Second thing, he said that setting claimed 85% of the guests on their charters end up getting seasick to the point of, yeah, uh, 85%. That's high. Two of our five. uh, Really? Hit that. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Those are my only two stories. Can I guess the two? Sure. Was one of them a child? Yes. Claire? No. Wow. Yeah. On brand for her. Big Nothing go- phases Big her. golf guy. Yeah. Can't handle the waters. Yeah. Well, and jam up. That's what I also didn't uh-huh. call him. Uh-huh. Sister-in-law, it got her first. Yeah, that was my second guess. And also on brand, uh, jam up was claiming, uh, the only reason why he got sick is because he saw it. He saw it. Yeah, sure. And uh, I, I subscribe to that. We've, we've all been there. Paxton's that way with blood. Mm. Like he doesn't start bleeding if he watches someone with blood, but he gets queasy if someone's bleeding, right? That would be crazy. If you just started bleeding. Someone's bleeding and he's like, oh man, me too. I was in Franklin. I was in Nashville, Tennessee, by the way, visiting huh. mom and dad. You're a big Tennessee fan, right? Hey mom. Oh, Scott's trying to get uppercut today. Uh, no, I'm not a big Tennessee fan. I went to Alabama, which if you listen to roll the podcast tide. ever, Roll Tide, you would know that. Um, but yeah, no, it was good to see them. My dad had a, uh, had a drone. This is my brother in a nutshell. Sorry, you've told me this. He bought a drone, never asked me like, hey, what type of drone should we get dad for Father's Day? Just bought it off Amazon. Um, it flies decently well. Uh, the camera is terrible. Camera's bad. Uh, like 20 frames per second and like 480p. Basically what you were watching when you were in elementary school. Um, no offense to your age because I know you're, that was when you were sprite. Quite a bit older Very than young. you are. Uh, but yeah, it, it was great until he flew it up like 30 feet into a pine tree and I had to climb up there and get it. I, I know, haven't climbed that I tree since feeling. high school, by the way. So that was a fun little blast from the past. Was it like riding a bike? I was a lot more sore the next day than I normally okay. was. Uh, but yes, and the branches are a lot thicker now. So they're able to hold my adult weight and not my like 90 pounds that I was in high school. Okay. Real skinny kid. I know you're shocked by that. In high school, did not have the LBs that I've got now. I feel this like- large frame of mine. I guess I would have guessed that you guess I would have guessed that you would have been similar size to you are now in terms of structure. Yes. You would have been correct. Yeah. Um high school rugby, they wanted me to be the dude that you just like kind of yeet up into the air to get the football. Good word. Uh not football, rugby ball, excuse me. Um Shannon Norwood not about that life. You will not be playing Shout rugby. Shout out Shannon. Shout out Shannon. Uh but yeah, good trip. Uh Ron Shelton interview coming up right now. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, let's talk about your book a little bit, The Church of Baseball, The Making of Bull Durham. Uh, just right off the bat, how long have you wanted to write this book, and uh, how did it start? Tell me about the I genesis. N- I never wanted to write a book. Then they offered me some money, and then I wanted to write a book. <laughs> it's the same way we got you on the podcast here. Right? Well, it's, it's all this big dollars, you know. I, I got the slider, the pork sliders out there. That got me in here today. Absolutely. Look, uh, it's an accident, the book, and the fact that um, it's got such a great reception is just a bonus for me. Um, In the introduction to the book, it tells a story of when I was here four years ago for the 30th anniversary. Right. And right in this room, probably. And they had a QA and a for 500 fans before the game. Mm -hmm. 500 of the 10,000. And a couple raised their hands and said, could we take a picture, picture with you with our boys because we moved to Durham because of the movie. 
which seemed like a crazy thing yeah. to do. <laughs> I love Wild Bunch. I'm not moving to Durango, Mexico. <laughs> and so I go down there, I'm posing for a picture with a, the couple and a 10-year-old and eight-year-old boy. And I said, just to be friendly, because I'm a dad, what's your name? And the 10-year-old said, my name is Crash. And I looked at his eight-year-old brother and said, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> he, said, he said, yep, I'm Nuke. And I thought, what is this movie still resonating? Right. And that and some other things some about how do you make a movie and how different it is from what the f- you think it is. And people have been asking me to write for a long time, so I wrote the book, and it, it's just done great. Yeah, well, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I really loved, uh, I was flipping through it last night. Um, there's a part, I think it was in the seventh chapter, you were talking about your friends weighing in on the book and the ending, and, you know, does Crash come back? And if Crash doesn't come back, they're never going to talk to you again. So how much do you weigh that into a movie sometimes, the, the people outside of your, your sort of scope? Um, how much do they weigh into your writing? Well, the first thing, if you're a storyteller, directing a movie or writing a script or writing a book, is to trust your instincts. And, and what's unique about you, my point of view versus somebody else. I can't write somebody else's point of view. They can't write mine. So stick to my own. Right. Make it mine. Um, but the second thing is, when you show something to somebody that you spend a lot of time on, if everybody agrees that something isn't working, they're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so it's a battle between your instincts and the feedback you're getting. Yeah, sure. I'm curious now that you've uh, you've been back to Durham multiple times. Um, if you close your eyes and you and you think of Durham, what's the first thing that pops in your mind? Well, uh, that's a great question because I can't help but think of what Durham was like in 1987 when we lived here for a while, and the city was boarded up. I mean, there was no downtown. We have a pic. We have a shot of Kevin and his crash walking home at night, and there's nothing on the street. And he pulls a mailing tube out of a garbage can, and he watches his reflection in the mirror. He works on his swing. We couldn't find a place to eat. There was a place called the Magnolia Grill. I went there every night, or the Sheraton Coffee Shop. That was it. Um, and yet, we had great affection for the place. I love the neighborhoods that come right up to the old ballpark. Um, the people here, I love. You know, I have my. I have southern roots on my father's side of the family. And so I had a deep affection, but also kind of a sadness for what was happening here mm-hmm. in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's been, there's been this renaissance, which has more to do with the Research Triangle Park than my movie, but I'm happy to take yeah. all the credit <laughs> in the world. About that. <laughs> I'm taking all the credit. I may be moving down here running for mayor. <laughs> sure. Um, you got a decent platform to run off of. All right. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I, I, it, so I, I feel what it was like and what it's become, and I, again, I'm a big fan of the area. So um, I, I couldn't have anticipated its recovery, but uh, happy to take credit for it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've also written, obviously, Tin Cup, uh, White Man Can't Jump. Um, where does sort of? I'm not going to ask you to rank your films, but where, how, what special place does Bull Durham have in your heart? Uh, in your career when it's all said and done? Well, it, I have a career because of it, so it's pretty profound. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when you read the book, you discover nobody wanted to make it, nobody liked it. Yeah. Uh, everybody turned the script, every studio turned the script down twice with Kevin Costner attached. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we were shooting it and thought it was funny and romantic and uh, irreverent and it was what, it was the sports movie I always wanted to make. The studio kept saying it wasn't funny 
wasn't romantic, it wasn't sexy, and nobody would believe that Susan Sarandon would ever end up in bed with Tim Robbins, to which I say, I am the godfather of their firstborn yeah. child. <laughs> That's a strong answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, it, it was shocking to me because we all thought we were making the movie that I wanted to make that we wanted to make. And the studio kept saying how bad it was. And so that was, I think the book is about the willfulness and the focus you have to have to just show up every day and keep doing what you believe in. Is there a point in, in every quote unquote good movie when you're shooting it that, ooh, we, we've got something here, that this is, this is going to be a hit? Well, I've made hits and I've been misses. I've made misses. So um, you always are trying to make a hit, always. And even when things are going terribly wrong and the chemistry's bad, you're figuring, how can I save it? There's so many great movies that the director and the producers thought were a catastrophe while they were making them. <laughs> you know, Casablanca didn't think anybody would go see that movie, and, and they didn't know what it was until they finished. <laughs> movie after movie after movie, French Connection, yeah. um, uh, Jaws. Spielberg says he thought he was in trouble. The mechanical shark didn't work. Yeah. So they just shot it with very little view of the shark, and that ended up being scarier than seeing the shark. Right. And because of that, on the first Alien movie, you hardly see the alien, and it's scarier than sealing the alien. Mm -hmm. So you don't really know, but once in a while, certainly not on Bull Durham, uh, I think on White Men Can't Jump, we thought we had something just because of the nature of the movie, and it was street, and it was funny, and everybody, regardless of race or gender, was embracing it when we showed it. So I thought we had a shot with that, and we did great. Ten Cup didn't test very well, and then was the number one yeah. in the country. So I, uh, I worked at Golf Channel for two years, and every rain delay at Golf Channel, they show either Caddyshack or Ten Cup. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, I think I made you know, $12. Sorry, I, on. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen that one quite a bit. Uh, what sort of is the difference, and what did you find challenging from writing a book or writing a movie, and the difference between the two? Very different because a movie you've got so many pages <laughs> and you've got people going to read it and give you critical notes unless you write it for free, which is the best way to write. But when you're being paid, you've got, you're pecked to death by a thousand, you know, penguins or whatever that chapter title is yeah, in the right, book. Right. Um, when, you, when, you, when you're just doing it on your own, your instincts is all that matter. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I had an editor, editor, a big time editor in New York, and I just kept sending him chapters and he kept saying, keep going. I'm going to get out of your way. And so his notes were very tiny. And I found it, it, was a, it was a relief in a certain way from writing a script because I could do whatever I wanted. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and they either going to like it or they didn't. Yeah, It right. turns out they liked it. Right, awesome. What, um, as we sit here recording this, we've, we've got a game going on. Yeah, I, sh I probably should have mentioned that. There is a game <laughs> going on right now. The Bulls are playing Lehigh Valley. And the Iron Pigs have six of the cheapest hits I've ever seen. <laughs> well, that, uh, that's been a little bit of the, uh, the luck some of us have been having this homestand. But uh, team's playing well, right? Team's having a heck of a year. But what, do you, what, do you, what pops in your mind as you look out through these glass windows and, and whether, whether it's on the field or off the field or the development of downtown Durham that we've, that we've discussed? What, what pops in your head that you... That you see out there. All I can remember is when we shot here, the Durham Athletic Park, which I chose because it was so wonderfully funky and in the middle of a neighborhood where you could walk to it. And it was surrounded by empty tobacco warehouses because tobacco was dying. Oh. And um, that I couldn't find a place to eat at night. And now it's like they, 
<laughs> it was down in the, it's everywhere. This part of the world, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's one of the great minor league parks. You know, I've been to a lot of them, and to think that the DAP turned into this, <laughs> and the bull is still there. <laughs> Bull's still there. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's sort of thrilling and, and also out of world experience to me. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't that. I mean, it's thirty four years ago, but that's not that long ago for that to turn into this. It is like a little bit of a, of a time machine. Um, <laughs> going back and forth between the two. I love the fact that the city, uh, you know, has maintained the old ballpark and still a lot of action. And and um, I think that's so cool to see, you know, the family members come by with the the, the, the meets and the crashes of the world uh, and, and reintroducing them to something they've seen on, on television for sure. Uh, I've got a couple more questions for you. If you could grade your first pitch tonight, what would you give it? <laughs> well, given that I haven't thrown a ball in about a year... <laughs> I give it a good solid B. It was a 54 footer. It's okay. You can get a guy to swing at a 54 footer. But it was down the middle. Lehigh's done it all weekend. Right <laughs> down the middle. And I had a dress shirt on, so I'm sure. going to kind of defend myself. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I wanted to go all nuke Lelouch and throw it over the screen. Sure. They said, don't do That's that. That's outstanding. <laughs> I like it. So I've got a little bit of a story. I don't know if you remember this, but 2019, the Bull Durham musical had a read through in New York. Yep. I went with George Hable, recorded it. We brought it back, sent it to a couple of local news stations. After the read-through, they went across the street. They went into a bar. You and I had a conversation. Yeah. Very brief, but I was telling you I was thinking about going to grad school, getting my master's in film, and you told me to go for it. I've got two classes left. I graduate in December. So I just wanted to say thank well, you very much for that. Great. I really appreciate and, and that. You know what was, what's uh, so wrenching about that moment is we f- we were fully financed. Our musical was financed. We all. It's the last time I've really got hammered drunk. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, stick around a little longer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can handle it a little bit, but I, I, I mean, that was like college drunk. Yeah, right. And then our our biggest, uh, very highly regarded producer, financing producer, who has like nine Tonys, he died in heart surgery unexpectedly. Oh my gosh! And, and by the time we started putting the lost financing together, the pandemic hit. Yeah, and we spent ten years on that. Yeah, ten years. Right. So I'm glad you saw it. I'm glad you went to film school. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> We're actually down here Monday and Tuesday. I'm meeting with people about remounting the musical as a touring show and maybe starting it in Durham. So we're still it's still alive. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. It was awesome, awesome. when I saw it. You know, we still hum the tunes, yeah. George and I, back and forth nowadays. Um, but so on that note, and I hate to be this guy because you probably get this question a lot and it's annoying. If someone wanted to make a movie, there's a kid and he wants to be a filmmaker, what piece of advice would you give him? Um, you better um, realize that when you hear no, that's the sun and the air and the oxygen you breathe. That if you are easily discouraged, get a eight, nine to five yeah, job. Right. Because willfulness is a big part of it. Mm. And um, I mean, I, I was 44 or five years old when I directed Bull Durham. Mm-hmm. I was 35 before I sold a screenplay. It was 10 years after playing my last game in AAA. Yeah. <coughs> excuse me, at Rochester. Uh, that, um, before I had a job that I actually liked what I was doing. Yeah, right. And um, you, it, you, it, talent is one thing, but toughness and willfulness are just as important. Awesome. Excellent. Well, that's great. Anything else you want to mention? Um. 
No, I, I truly am happy to be here and hope I felt the ball club a little bit because <laughs> I, I really enjoy coming back to Durham, uh, partly to celebrate and Wow, it's changed in 34 years. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, being here. Look forward to going to the DAP with you tomorrow, sort of revisiting the old sites. But uh, we'll be right back after this. All right. Uh, Ron, are you seriously doing this? I'm checking their You're standings. You're on camera right now. Yeah, you can't show, do that. Okay. I want to show them the standings. All right. Um, Ron Shelton. Right there they are. Awesome interview. Uh, he, he's, he's such a cool dude. Super nice. Very. Was very excited I had found an original Bull Durham script. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you want to see that video of him back at the DAP, follow us on social. Um, but he signed the original script. Um, had a great time. He just sitting right out here watching a ball game. Honestly, that was the coolest part. It's just, oh, there he is. Relaxing, looking at what he's what somewhat he's, created. Yep. Um, so so yeah. two two celebrities have read that script recently. Ron Shelton, I mean, he wrote it, mm-hmm. and uh, Elliot Avent. Shout out to the Wolfpack. <laughs> what a guy! What a guy! We should have him on the podcast sometime. Hey, NC State, thirteenth yeah. in the coaches poll. By the way, okay, they're probably going to hit that, right? No way they fall short. <laughs> That's not in their nature at all. I. Uh, I could talk about that for a while, um, especially as a Wake fan with Wake being ranked mm-hmm. uh, 18th. Mm. And then, of course, a few days later, mm-hmm. we had a there announcement that impacted that. But um, yeah, get well soon, Sam Hartman. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, looking forward, we've got Margaritaville tonight. Mm. Are you a big Jimmy Buffett guy? No. Yeah, me either. Nope. I didn't. I didn't. It didn't. Strike I'm becoming me. a button-down like untucked was, shirt So that's kind of why I asked because yeah. it looks. This is very. If he came to Durham Bulls Athletic Park, this is what he would wear. Yeah. Congrats, you have the style of Jimmy Buffett. Maybe some PFGs. James Theodore Buffett. Um, and then tomorrow night we got Bull Sharks Night, which is always a favorite. You and I have a very interesting story with Bull Sharks Night last year. We do? We sure do. You got COVID, and I had ridden in your truck. Yes. And so I had to drive to get a rapid test, which was not readily available last right. August. Wasn't that rapid? No. Uh, I had to drive to South Boston, Virginia. Shout out Amy Circle. <laughs> to go get a rapid test. Came back negative. I was fine. And you missed Bull Shark Night. And it was a great night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what we do for it. uh, Since I didn't see it last year. Baby Shark was here. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. I knew the song. I didn't know Baby Shark was like an actual character. Was that Dave in costume? Or no, that's funny, but no. Uh, It danced the entire, like it never stopped dancing. Players hurt, dancing, strikeout, dancing. Other team hits home run, dancing. And I have multiple videos uh, on my computer of me just hysterically laughing, laughing as I'm dancing. recording. It's like the St. Joseph Owl, right? All he does yes. the entire yep. game is it's just wave. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then it, look, we're a game out of first. Yeah. Last night we were tied for first. Big series with Jacksonville. I just have the standings right here. Standings right there. Uh, last week, big series with Worcester, uh, where it was three and three, right? One, three, lost yeah. three. Yep. Um, and you know the boys are they're, they're starting to pick it up. Starting to pick it up a little Plus bit. Plus 60 in run differential. Uh, that's huge. That's, that's a stat huge. That and it was about this time to. last year. We were talking about it down in marketing. It was about this time last year that uh, we took a little bit of a nosedive. Do you remember? Yeah, we, we got cold are you, for a Are you second. looking at Rochester right now? Uh, no, I'm looking at Charlotte. Yes. Negative 140 runs on the year. Um, not saying that we're celebrating that. The next closest is 118, Columbus. 
Uh, Rod- excuse me, excuse me. That's 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 a green number. I Rochester just one seventeen. Louisville snapped a nineteen game losing streak, and they are still ahead of Charlotte in the standings. <sighs> Imagine a team losing nineteen times in a row, and you're still looking up at them in the standings. Couldn't be us. Go Bulls. Fifty nine and forty nine on the year. Brady Ball. Brady Ball. Uh, yeah, he's he's having a whale of a time right now. Um, call up, send downs, kitty, injuries, kitty camp. Nature's twist. Kids camp. Yes. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Shout out Sasha Moore, who's still scared of coming on the podcast. Um, getting through kids camp. Yep. That's big. That's a big time. Uh, so we got, what, uh, three more homestands? Three after? more homestands. I was saying last year around this time, we took a little bit of a nosedive. Had a little bit of a dip and then really powered through the end of August and September. I think we could see that again this year. Mm-hmm. Looking at this week, you take four this week, and then you move on. You win every other series. We've got some rehabbers. Yeah, coming at some point. Yep, win or tie every other series and win this one, and I think you got a real shot of getting to Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, which would be a ton of fun. I would love to go to Vegas. Right, minor league baseball staff injected into Vegas feels like another movie. Uh yeah, feels like feels like another great movie. Live pod at the Palagio. Yeah. We should have we should have asked we should invite Ron to come if if we're so fortunate. Cool, buddy. We should invite Ron to come. He could bring his blazer. Yeah. He loves that blazer. He does. A white blazer. Again, go watch the video. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it for us, right? Is there anything okay. else? We've got uh, Pax and Rambus and I did another jersey shoot today. Really excited to release this one. Um, I'm not going to tease it at all, but we were at Jordan Lake. Okay. Oh, I know what that is. I think you do. I right. think I told you. You didn't go to Kerr Lake. No. No, we did not. <laughs> but, th- but I'm right with what yes. I'm saying. Yes, okay. you are. You are. No, we went to Jordan Lake. Cam did not get stung and have an allergic reaction, and we had to... Scream into the hospital. Yeah. Uh, if you, uh, the Paxton Rimbus episode of Hippo Win Podcast, you can go listen to that one. So you all took Paxton's boat out we did for not, a Jersey shoot? No. Okay. You no. just went there. I'm, you'll see. Yeah. Don't right. worry, Sit baby. Sit back bird. and follow the account. I'm, I'm going to feed you. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's it. That's Hippo Win Podcast. It's been a video podcast, which is fun. I can't say that we're going to do this all the time. Scott's getting a call and a text. In case you want to know Same what it's time. like when we record and there's no camera, it's just this. It's just a no, lot of that. Just a lot of the, the flashing light of the of the phone. Uh, you can go to DurhamBulls.com slash shop. Get all of your t-shirts, jerseys, hats, everything. We've got so many good looks this year. Bull Sharks, one of my favorite looks we've got this year. Okay. Uh, we just got all of our sample hats in for next year. Got some doozies coming out next year. And we've got one more jersey reveal video to shoot and put online after the one that we shot today. I'm excited to release that one. Uh, DurhamBulls.com slash tickets. Come out and see us. Yeah. Why not? It's, it's, weather's beautiful. It's nine bucks to sit in the outfield. Weather's beautiful. You have no good reason not to. At this and point. the weather's beautiful. And they're good at baseball. If you're like, oh, but I'm more of a baseball person. Yeah, we got it. We and got the, it. We're going to go. the weather's beautiful. All right. Uh, I feel It feels weird we don't have margaritas on Margaritaville night to wrap up. We should go take care of that. Everybody, go Bulls. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>